Welcome to the bullpen. Because yesterday I had a guy on the bullpen who was so insane that I had to kick him off my show, Pastor Jesse Lee Peterson. I am not going to have a debate on this show today. I'm going to bring you a treat to make up for the disaster of yesterday. And I got my big homie, there's no debate. We agree on almost everything and we A-Town down, my friend Killer Mike. What up, Killer? All right, what's up, man? Jesse Lee Peterson was on here yesterday. Oh my God! <laughs> you got. It. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the YouTube clip. It literally, I kicked him off the show in like three minutes because he got he got horrible fast. I didn't think he'll get that horrible that fast. If but I'll send you the link. If you ever want to see something funny, watch. I think it's DC from 85 South did his I show. I saw it. No, no, oh, it was I saw that interview. He and he clowned him. I mean, he turned the table uh, on Jesse. It was he funny. acted like a bad kid in middle school with a substitute teacher who didn't know what to do. It was amazing. <laughs> it was bad. But it's, it's good to see. Hype. So I see Uncle Jesse at the barbecue too on yeah, the other side. You. But I'm about to really go. <laughs> there you go. Right, exactly. Um, good to have you on the show. We only have a few minutes, man. Let's get right into it. Uh, you are uh, so well known, not only for your entertainment. Uh, you're rapping, but also that's what I'm talking about, mobilizing, energizing, uh, being on the right side of issues. And you have influenced so many people in the entertainment world and beyond to actually take their platforms more seriously to become advocates for social justice. Let's talk about black entrepreneurship, something that you're big on as well. Um, Right now you have legislation being stalled uh, that could help black businesses. You have policy discussions not being had um, because of the gridlock of our current politics. But let's talk about the reality of the black economy and how a better black economy is really a better economy for America. Yeah, I said that, um, I think in Bloomberg possibly with um, with Leanne who had, um, but I said that and the head of the feds in Atlanta said the exact same thing. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. So when people hear people supporting black biz, things of that nature, don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. We want we want the businesses to be owned by black people, we want the lenders to be black, but we want to, to provide services for the greater community. That's that's what we do. We just want to be able to, to, to be the chair on the on, on the leg, the leg on the chair that can hold up. We don't want to be the wobbling end. So no one think that's exclusive exclusive of them. It's inclusive of all. But black business, let me tell black people, whenever we've chosen to do business with one another and service ourselves in the greater community, we've done better. Our communities have been stronger. We had less crime. We had more fathers present in the community. We had greater freedoms. And we didn't have the oppressive amount of violence that we're experiencing in a lot of our communities now. Because a lot of our boys, don't want to go to college and aren't being led to go to trade school. Mm-hmm. Trade school isn't just plumbing and carpentry and fixing stuff. It's owning your own business. It's being able to be someone who takes your products and services places and get the highest dollar amount. So I really think we need to take that seriously. I'm glad to be a part of something like Greenwood Banking. That's a banking platform that's going to roll out. That's not only going to allow people in banking deserts to have actual accounts, but eventually it's going to grow to a lender for non-traditional businesses out of our community that the big three might not necessarily finance. Um, and I'm, I'm proud 
proud to be a part of that because I've seen that work not only in Greenwood, Oklahoma and Tulsa. I've seen it work on Auburn Avenue in Atlanta and Edgewood Avenue. I've seen it work in Harlem, New York, Inglewood in California. And I believe we can keep doing this the next 50, 100 years and start to close some of that economic gap and do more for ourselves. Let me bring up something that is an actual policy bias. You already know there's this fight against critical race theory, which is simply the historical analysis of racism and how that racism connects to policy in America and our review of it. But but there's this fight against it. But there is a policy, a recent policy from a bunch of money that was approved in the previous administration. So that COVID relief money bypassed black business owners because it did not create a caveat, and, and, and I say it didn't bypass all of them, but sole proprietors in particular, because yeah. one, sole proprietors did not have the background or the paperwork necessary in order to apply for it, and the government did not create an avenue that said, here's how we're going to make sure you all can be part of this lump sum of money that we're putting out. The overwhelming reality is that black businesses continue to be left out of massive policy to impact their economy. So what will it take brother to put the emphasis necessary to make sure we create a stronger black ecosystem of financial support in our communities? It's gonna take more than a federal holiday. Come on brother. All right, so let's talk about you got a federal holiday because an area where blacks had built their own for blacks, by blacks, and the greater community. The white community that was working class or poor got angry, aided by government to bomb and decimate that community. And we got a holiday and I I like any day off you give me, I can cook barbecue and drink some beer. (laughs) But we are due more and what we are due are land grants, Mm-hmm. We're do government done compete clause contracts, which we already have a provision for, and black democratic cities are not honoring those things in the way they should. And the federal government, the people you just got in the government, Joe and Kamala owe you something, and they owe you more. The people under the gold domes of representatives owe you more than a damn holiday. And I appreciate the day off now. I'm definitely gonna barbecue and I'm gonna sip some Hennessy. But you have, actually, I'm gonna sip Johnny Walker Blue. Don't give me no cheap bar. <laughs> but we have to demand now policy that, like Yvette Carnell says, and I appreciate this just for saying this, the government owes you something. They owe you farmland, they owe you exclusive contracts, they owe you, they owe you building rights when they're putting up this new infrastructure. So black people, when we send these people out, let's make sure that they bring something back. I'm telling Warnock this, I'm telling off this, I'm telling Biden this, I'm telling Kamala this, I'm telling Clyburn this, I'm telling anybody who will listen who asks me for my black vote every two and four years, I need something in return because the quicker we can do for ourselves, the freer we can be and the better this country will be. And I want my people out there who might not disagree with me, I want, the, I mean, who might not agree, the people who follow Jesse Lee Peterson, the people who listen to conservative radio, strong black economy equals us needing you less. And if we need you less, this whole country can start to grow in a better way. While kids will be better educated, will be better funded, your grandchildren to have something provided for them. So I implore all Americans to make sure that the black community is strong economically so that our greater community can be by proxy. And in matters of critical race theory, my grandmother had a better word for it, the truth. Come on, Just brother. Teach brother. Kids the truth. Come on, brother, teach that.
Uh, I got criticized by a bunch of Democrats, by the way, when I said we don't send politicians to DC to give us holidays. Now, no. it's a good holiday, but that's not the goal. And and it becomes it becomes antithetical to progress when you believe that you are winning because you got a holiday. Yeah. Remember the same Republicans, Republicans help bring you that holiday. These same Republicans that help bring you that holiday are anti the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. They're anti HR1. They are against the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act. They are adversarial to the reparation study HR40. They they are against every policy aimed at progress for black and brown and disenfranchised communities. They do not get a hero cookie because they passed a holiday. As I yep. said, I agree with you, brother. It's not a bad thing, but yep. it's not the goal. That is and not I, the agenda. And I'm gonna tell you this. Don't just look for the people who loudly against you. Look at the people who silently don't support you when it's time. Mm. See, cause a lot of them silent people, you sit in the office. And then when it comes time to get you something, well, we didn't have enough cross, cross, across the aisle support. That's <laughs> not why I sent you up there, sucker. I sent you up there to bring something home to your district. And if your district is a majority black district in a, in a democratic enclave, then I expect something more than a damn holiday. And here's the other thing, y'all gotta believe me on that. But we deserve it. No, no, you good. You can use that here, brother. I've said worse. (laughs) The other part of that is you got all of this, and I said earlier on the show, man, Nancy Pelosi playing games. We should have been at a select committee investigating what happened at January 6th, prosecuting individuals, even if they are elected officials who were involved. But here's the other game they play. They start saying we need to have a bipartisan way forward for the sake of bipartisanship. Well, those cats you work with did not elect you. We did not elect you to have a bipartisan agenda. We elected you to have our agenda. And as long as you keep saying we won't move forward without support from the other side, or we rather have support from our colleagues on the other side, that's not the spirit of politics, nor is it the spirit that you campaigned on. You told us you had a separate, unique, and different agenda than the people who were in power for four years. When I show up with the bullet section, I'm with Rashad. I just want y'all to know that. I'm gonna let him do all the talking. I'm gonna let him take care of the business. I'm there as the goon. I'm gonna come up with my mask on. Come on, bro. Come <laughs> on, homie. I, I really love and appreciate you and always telling our people the truth and just pushing, pushing forward. Thank you, Rashad. I, I'm very proud of you for the show, bro. Man, thank you, brother. Iron Sharp is iron. You know, we A-Town down. You're my big homie. Go home. Uh, you have inspired so many, including myself. Uh, and I appreciate you, man. Before I let you go, brother, how's the wife? How's the family? She good. She she ain't left me, so we good. The kids are good, thank God. And man, everything is amazing. We are we're, we're proud to be still in business at the at the arena with the Hawks playing. We're proud that the swag shops are growing. Um, I'm very happy to see progress happening on the ground. I'm seeing a lot of progressives on the ground organizing in Atlanta, and I'm just I'm just happy to be alive in this time with my contemporaries. Thank you for having me. Brother, always a pleasure. Uh, Killer Mike, thank you, man. Love.